learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to season two of She Leads Podcast, leadership empowerment for women of color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is C. Lynn Williams. C. Lynn Williams, a transformational author, educator, speaker, and family dynamic strategist, is specially equipped to bridge relational gaps that exist in every family. As a wife and mother to four adult children, she is personally invested in the development of strong, healthy families and has committed herself to helping others overcome the same challenges that she has faced head on in her own life. A Chicago native who grew up in a culture that suppressed the individuality of their children, C. Lynn personally experienced relational gaps that motivated her to spend her life helping others navigate these family difficulties. As an educator, she served as a high school and college teacher for 12 years, seeing the necessity of the family for long-term success. She also holds a master's degree in business administration and has worked to build business bridges in corporate America for over 20 years. Through these combined experiences, she has developed organizational skills and a love for writing and teaching, which she utilizes to strengthen communities and families. As an author, Celine Williams has written four books, Trying to Stay Sane While Raising Your Teen, The Pampered Prince, Moms Create a Great Relationship with Your Son, Raising Your Daughter Through the Joys, tears, and hormones, and yours and mine, a winning blended family formula. Each book addresses complex parenting struggles and gives practical strategies to overcome them. She has developed this series of parent education and parent empowerment books with the goal of providing insight, tools, and techniques. These transformational strategies have created stronger bonds between parents and their children, nurtured many teens into adulthood, and repaired relationships between parents and their adult children. As a passionate voice, Celine Williams offers 21st century parenting strategies that enhance the relationships of parents and their children. She shares her message through public presentations in the form of workshops, seminars, and keynote speaking engagements to empower parents to be the bridge builders that their children need. Ms. Williams offers a time-tested roadmap for parental success in today's technologically complex culture. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Celine Williams. Okay, so C. Lynn, I read your bio and I love how you have taken the charge to strengthen communities and families by empowering parents to be the bridge builders their children need. So kudos to you for that. Oh, thank you. And that's a tongue twister, isn't it? It is, <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> okay. All right. So C. Lynn, I'd like to thank you for taking time to be a guest on She Leads Podcast. 
Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Definitely. Thank you. Okay, so now let's talk about leadership. So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree? I definitely agree. I definitely agree. I believe that leaders, you know, people always say, well, leaders are born. I don't think so. I think they may be born, but they're usually born out of a circumstance or an episode or an experience. Do you know what I mean? So you might have been a quiet type, you know, throughout school, and now you're thrust in, a, in an environment where you're the only female, the only black, and you have to speak up and you find your voice. It's really interesting how you find your voice at different times. Yes, I do agree. I do agree that we do have innate leadership abilities that we may be born with, but our circumstances and our situations help to pull that out of us and to develop us into the leaders that we were created to be. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that. So, Celan, can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to come to this realization? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Let's see. Probably, and I'm just, this, this is just falling out of the air, actually. I was in college. I was at a girl's college, small college. I didn't want to be there. And <laughs> I was underage. So, of course, my mom said, you will go there. <laughs> so I, <laughs> you know those stories. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a time where, you know, as African-American students, we were really looking to have more representation in the classroom with, you know, educators that were, that looked like us. And not only African-American, but also we had a fair amount of females because it was a a girls-oriented school. But I remember I wasn't big as, what do they call it? Like we didn't have, we had a Black Studies group, but, you know, I didn't want to be associated just with the Black students. And you know how easy it is to automatically, oh, she's, you know, Black Studies student. And so then you get lumped into this category and I didn't want that to happen but there were some things happening on campus and I started a black newspaper (laughs) right (laughs) hello (laughs) and I was like but I just felt like we needed to have some voice that wasn't taking place on campus and we were all female so that wasn't the distinction but you know there are differences between cultures and races and so I started a newspaper uh, called Sapphire And it's funny, as an author today, I never, ever thought I would write, ever, not ever. And yet it's funny, here I was in college trying to give us as a group of people a voice. So that's when I realized, and nobody else, I can remember setting up meetings with the president of the college and being the only one there, because of course nobody would get up at eight in the morning, but that was when she was available. And so, you know, those are the kinds of things that you don't really think about that are leadership building, but they did build leadership for me. Yes, I think that's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that. Okay. So in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Celine, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? Well, when I talk about leadership, I'm usually talking with working mothers or women who are finding that they're they're caregivers in other respects. Maybe they don't have children of their own, but they're responsible for villages, you know, communities, people, family members, extended family, and that kind of thing. And so I find, I call this program Finding Superwoman. And yes, 
I believe that, as I say, you, you rise up as situations occur and you can manage a very small group. So, for example, I just finished teaching a course this semester and most of the women, most they were all women, and 27 and above age-wise. And yet I found that some of them had, you know, had had experiences probably that took them back to childhood. And so in some respects, that's how they acted. And it was really funny. So I found that I mothered them. And that was one of, you know, one of my code of ethics. I usually like to think of entrepreneur women as pretty self-sufficient, you know, self-starters, that kind of thing. But that's not what I experienced. And so, you know, my code of ethic is to provide the support that I can based on the experience that's occurring. Okay. So I heard that your code of leadership is to be supportive to those around you and help them to be the best leaders that they can be. Yes. Okay. Thanks for that. All right. So I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider it failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an optimistic view. But Celine, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? You know, I'm a lot like you, Nicole. I don't believe that they're failures because I think that that sends a different message to us emotionally. I like to think of it as it's just a different type of learning. You know, some some lessons we learn for the rest of our lives, and I think those are the ones that are the most difficult or what people would typically call failure. I believe it's just another experience, and maybe it didn't turn out the way you expected, but you probably learn so much more about yourself and your environment through that experience. So I don't consider it a failure either. Okay. Yes. Consider it learning instead of failures. Thank you. Okay. So Celine, can you share one time that you failed as a leader and what you learned from that experience that helped you to become a better leader? Um, well, you know what? It's funny you say that. So we think of leadership, you know, running a company, very few people think of leadership as running a family or a classroom. And so most recently, my experience, it, just this semester, I didn't consider it as, as positive as I would have liked. And so you could say, well, she thought it was a failure. And I won't use the word failure because I believe it was a different kind of learning. But my colleague and I had different learning styles, different teaching styles. And I felt that the students responded to the other teaching style better, if you can use that word, than mine. And initially, I just felt like, oh, gosh, I didn't do as well as I wanted. You know, I wish I had done, you know, what had been a stronger leader. And yet, that wasn't really the learning. You know, the learning hasn't even come out yet. I don't know because we haven't had a lot of feedback. The class just ended. But as far as, you know, my most recent opportunity to give knowledge, to share knowledge. This one wasn't as positive as I would have liked. Okay. All right. So I heard that you wish you could have done better in a situation. So in a way that could be viewed as a failure or that could be viewed as a learning lesson to possibly prepare differently or take another route in the future. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So, Celine, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why? Easier? What was the second one? Harder or requires the same effort. Mm, it's more difficult. And I believe it, I think it's harder simply because we are socialized, women are socialized differently, and Black women especially. So women are socialized differently. So we tend to wait for the experience to come to us 
And Black women are in a separate class altogether. We typically don't wait, but the environment that we may be working in is male-dominated in some respects. And so they're used to women waiting. We don't wait. So you're going to have a natural, not clash, but a natural opportunity to really have some deeper conversations. I'll put it like that. So that means, you know, if it's harder, we're frustrated because we're not getting the result that our female counterparts that are white are getting. And we're just made up differently. And so we have to have different tools and different coping mechanisms, I think, to be more successful. So I believe it's harder. Okay. All right. Thanks for that. I do agree that it can be more difficult for women and especially women of color to be an entrepreneur. And it does depend maybe on the industry or your influence or your support system, but um, it can prove to be more difficult. I want to add one more thing. The other thing that just came to mind is that we tend to, you know, socially, we don't ask for a lot of help. And we definitely, this is a different age altogether. You know, millennials tend to say, hey, listen, who's here in the struggle with me? Let's all do it together. But depending on which generation you're coming out of, that may not be the way that you were, you know, socialized. And so, you know, you might be struggling and the person that can help you is right next to you. And you don't know that because you won't open your mouth and say, hey, I need help. You know what I mean? Yes, I do agree. Yes, we need to speak up. And ask for help when needed. Thanks Mm -hmm. for that. Okay. So productivity is a hot topic right now, as it should be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Celine, do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? Oh, I do. One of the things that I like to talk about is time management and an organization because No matter what area, what industry, you really need to be able to be on top of your your time, to be timely. And if you can't find half the things that you need, then you're you're really in trouble and you're behind the eight ball. And so, you know, one of the things that I stress with my clients when I'm talking about, you know, finding your superwoman is to be, you know, to figure out and I help you, how would how do we best manage what what you have? Because if you're working with less And then you need to be able to figure out how can I do this with less time, maybe less, you know, resource, less money and time management can help you do that. And then the other thing is organization. And a lot of times I like to have, you know, I suggest, you know, do things before they're due, you know, in advance, you know, have areas that you can find, whether it's your projects that you're working on, something simple like your keys in your purse. <laughs> you know, a lot of times that, that'll slow us down because we can't find it because we didn't put it in the same place, you know. Yes. So I talk about tips like that to help entrepreneurs. Okay. Yes, I do agree. Good time management and organization skills are good for being productive. So thanks for that. Okay. So Celine, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us about the outcome or the takeaway that you learned? I've had a few, but the one that sticks out to me most recently was I was part of a group. I still am, but I was part of a a group, the Boss Network, last year. And as an influencer, they, they had a limited number of women who were part of the influencer program, but it was a very specialized mentoring program for Black women 
we got a chance. I got a chance to be in circles that I probably would not have been a part of as soon as I was. And I thought that that was really positive because it gave me an opportunity to see that, you know, you always hear African-American women don't share, you know, we don't care. And that's not true. You know, outside of your clique, if that's the way that you have operated in the past, maybe that was the way you were raised, there's a new day out here. And, you know, that's, again, going back to that, who's next to me, who's on the other side of me, who can I share this idea, who can help me figure it out. And the Boss Network was excellent as a mentoring organization. And the leader, Kamika Smith, offered private coaching. It was just a great experience altogether. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. I have heard of the Boss Network and have thought about joining. So you just may have encouraged me even more. And I do agree that in the past, it may have been not as collaborative amongst women and women of color, but the tides are changing. Thanks for that. So Celine, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and how you've implemented it into your life? One of the things, it's funny you ask that because I was just thinking what has been instrumental for me and I'm a listener. I I do love to collaborate. I will ask. I'm not afraid of asking anything. My mom used to tease me. She said, you'll ask anything, won't you? (laughs) Yes, you taught me to do that. (laughs) But one of the things that I think is really important for success of female entrepreneurs, because men do it quite easily, is to collaborate intergenerationally. I don't know if that's even a word, but you know, I enjoy, for example, when I first got started, I was writing my books and I thought, you know, I was gonna be an instant millionaire with the first book. And my daughter, millennial that she is, mom, you need to be on Instagram. You need to have a Pinterest page. You need to have Twitter. And I was like, I'm not doing any of that. And I found that talking with her, of course, I trusted her completely. So you have to have in your tribe, in your community, of course, people that you trust, but don't be afraid to talk to people who are much younger than you, you know, much older than you, because there's experience everywhere. And again, it, it takes back to what are you willing to, you know, it's, I know it's, it's an opportunity to shed some skin on that layer of onion that you have, but it really provides for some very rich relationships and knowledge. So I love intergenerational sharing of information. Okay. Thanks for that. That is great advice. Thank you. Okay. So, see, Lynn, you've made it to the finish line. How do you feel? (laughs) Pretty good. I didn't know what to expect at all, Nicole. I I saw it and I was fascinated and I said, you know, you're really busy. Are you getting ready to do something different? But I just think that this journey If you decide to be an entrepreneur, it's a wonderful opportunity to do something that's your own. And it's organizations like yours, like your podcast and other organizations that are out here that women can, you know, just be a part of and touch base with to share the knowledge. I think the more you share, you know, the bigger your tribe becomes and it just, it allows somebody who who's on the fence, they say, you know, I've got an idea, but I'm not really sure. Do I go, you know, do I go forward with it? Yeah, try it. I mean, what's failure, right? It's just another learning. And so, you know, I I just love that you have this podcast for leaders 
Thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. So I want to thank you again for being my guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? Oh, that would be great. Thank you. Yes. On social media, you can find me at Ms. Parent Guru. So that's M-S- P-A-R-E-N-T-G-U-R-U. And that's on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as well, if you just look for that. But I also have a program if you have women who find themselves, you know, completely overworked and and just completely stressed out. I have a program called Finding Superwoman. And it's it's also a hashtag. So you can just Google it. My website is www.clynnwilliams, so that's C, and then L-Y-N-N, Williams is W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S dot com, and it gives you links to my blog. I love to talk about great parenting, and what else? Uh, And then it gives you access to my books. I've written four books on parenting. One is for parents of preteens and teenagers because they make you crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, and they need you so much at that age. And we, and we just want to push them away because they're so crazy at that age. And then I've written one that's more of a love story for mothers and daughters. I think that, you know, the relationship with your daughter is really a love story. And a lot of times we have that antagonism with our moms because we're just like, oh, gosh, you know, you're so, old, you know, you're so over the top. And then the mothers and sons, we spoil the sons rotten. So I've written a book called The Pampered Prince. Moms create a great relationship with your son. The mother and daughter book is Raising Your Daughter Through the Joys, Tears, and Hormones. And then my last book is a book for blended families because, you know, in this day and age, we're really busy. We focus on our work and we forget to focus on our relationships. And oftentimes we find that we're divorced and now you found somebody brand new, how do you navigate with your kids or his kids in that relationship? And so that's a blended family book and it's called Yours and Mine, A Winning Blended Family Formula. And then Nicole, the, I've just started working on my dad's series of books because you know the women that I've been running into you know, have these complicated relationships with their dads and they're just like, oh my God, you know, I love him so much or I don't love him. I don't know him. And so I'm writing that now. And it's just really interesting to talk and write about, you know, my dad was like my hero, but we had issues. So that's, those are my ventures right now. I'm in between events. So if anybody wants to connect with me with coaching, then again, they can reach me through my, you know, through my uh, website. So I think that's about it for right now. Okay. And that sounds like a great deal. And those books sound awesome. So go pick those up. We do always need to learn to improve with our family and children relationships. So I think that is great. So thank you for that. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on your show. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for coming. I really enjoyed this interview with Celine. I love Celine's willingness to share and obtain knowledge. I agree with Celine's suggestion that sharing your knowledge increases your network. Power is gained by sharing knowledge, not hoarding it. Celine also mentioned the importance of collaborating across generations to obtain knowledge and get different perspectives. 
As a leader, it is extremely important to be open-minded to receiving insight from anyone of any age and or position. I admire Sealand's time management and organization expertise as these are two valuable assets in life. Learning how to best manage what you have is essential to growth and expansion. Sealand referenced something as simple as knowing where your keys are so you can leave home in a timely manner. This may seem trivial, yet it is not. This minor change can lead to less anxiety, thus allowing your mind to focus on other more important tasks. Doing things before they are due lays the foundation for your success. I can relate to C. Lynn's courageousness in asking questions, as I too will seek to find the answers to the questions I have. I have a burning desire to learn and understand, thus asking questions helps me to get to my goals. We learn about life through asking questions. A quote from Michelle Obama reads as follows, focus more on learning than on succeeding. Instead of pretending that you understand something you don't, just raise your hand and ask a question. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. According to C. Lynn, socially, women do not ask for help, particularly those from older generations. My takeaway for this week is the importance of asking for help. Ironically, I am open to asking questions when I want to gain knowledge or an understanding, yet I struggle with asking for help at times. Even though I'm a firm believer that you have not because you ask not, and you'll never know until you ask, this is still an area I can improve in. A quote by Les Brown reads, Ask for help not because you are weak, but because you want to remain strong. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. We want to hear from you. We would love to know your thoughts about leadership empowerment with C. Lynn Williams. What did you learn? What do you agree with? What did you like? Or you can tell us what you did not like, what you do not agree with, or what you think should be changed. Go to Facebook at She Leads Podcast and let us know. Respondents will be entered into a random drawing for a Genius's Common t-shirt. Thanks, and until next time, be empowered and empower on.